What's up, everybody? Welcome back to DIY Music. This is Brad, and I've got a just super quick take on the current state of stock music based upon some stuff that I've seen, some, some new companies and websites that are doing some different stuff in that space. And I wanted to bring that to you guys in case you are about to start your venture into stock music or if, uh, you know, wh whatever. So um, what I've, sorry, I've, I've got all the windows open and the doors open, so there's some noise. Um, so what I've noticed is that uh, a, a while back there was, um, I think, just a couple companies that were essentially letting you create uh, royalty-free music on their site on a subscription model. And then today I was on record.org and I saw another one that looks like it's actually, um, it looks like they kind of like re refined the business model of it all. So what does this mean if you're writing stock music? Well, these sites, let's say you have a television company, let's say I am NBC, um, rather than, you know, pay somebody else and, and license stock music or, or license somebody's actual songs, what these companies can now do is basically go on this website and it's, you know, they're all kind of run of the mill cheesy loops. You know, I, I would assume that none of the stuff on these sites that you kind of make is, is all that special. But then again, if you just need like bumpers for a TV show between commercials or, you know, like a country or rock thing, like, dun, 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 welcome back to the show, like that kind of thing, they could knock that out on these sites and then not have to purchase stock music that was created by actual musicians. So there's the rub right there. Um, so not only is there a lot of com competition in the space and the prices are going down, but then you've got these other companies coming in where people can do it themselves. Now, whether or not companies actually do that, I don't know. Um, you know, that remains to be seen because I would, I would think that they would probably need someone in-house with some musical skills that could parse it together. You know, it's not something I, I, I would assume that, like, you know, Joe from accounting could be like, hey, jump on this uh, website and make me a song real quick. Like, so maybe there's opportunities to work at a company to do something. I, I don't know. I'd, nonetheless, I, I think no matter how you interpret it, it's an interesting development. Um, and, and there's probably developments in other areas of music and business that, that I'm unaware, unaware of. But, but this one specifically, since I was involved in stock music a while back, caught my eye. And it's, um, you know, I got out of the stock music biz. Um, it makes it sound like it's this big thing. Like, um, but but it was in terms of writing. It, it was a tremendous amount of work. Um, but uh, yeah, just just wanted to give you guys a heads up about that. And my two cents. I don't know. Grain of salt. I had experience and placements with it. I would stay. I I would suggest avoiding jingle punks. Um, and that's just based upon personal experience, where I've had you know no direct payments from them. Um, of course, you get your uh, PRO money if it's played, but then again, I've had placements from them. Um, I think it was on uh, who's that guy? I forgot. Uh, some some somebody on CNN had had a show, and and one of my songs was used on there, and 
just no no money at all. Like I even emailed ASCAP and they were like, oh, we just didn't look at CNN that quarter. So, you know, that stuff happens. You kind of have to roll with the punches. But it is also kind of cool, even though, you know, even though you're not getting paid or might not get paid, it's pretty cool to be like, hey, my song's on CNN. Um, and then I think I, I got a couple other, I think I was placed on like Comedy Central a couple times. You know, so there's some cool stuff, but... The the other side of that stock music thing is that they're not really going to say who the artist is. They don't have to. So you're probably, you know, financially is, is I think, your, your only benefit for the most part. And, and just the general coolness of just like, hey, there's my song, like that kind of stuff. Because um, usually they don't have to say like, hey, this is, I'll use my band name, this is the National Pool playing in the background. Like you're not getting any of that. Uh, probably not even in the rolling credits at the end either. Sorry. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to DIY Music. Coming right back with it with a second post because I uh, the the last one about stock music, you know, I I focused pretty heavily on the cons and and so I'm not really gonna focus on the pros here, but I just want to give a little jump start business wise. Um, so. On the stock music tip, um, what you're probably going to want to do first, if you're not already, I mean, and, and this kind of goes for everybody, even if you're not on uh, stock music or in, interested in it, um, register yourself with a performing rights organization. And this will, I, I think I've said it on the show a couple times, and it is, you know, I'm, I'm saying it again here. So, Within America, it's ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC. I know Japan is JASRAC. I think England is just called PRO. Um, and, and that's the acronym. PRO is, is a performing rights organization. So in, in England, I think it's just PRO. But over here, we have you know three different ones. And, and they all essentially do the same thing. Um, you just register as a uh, songwriter and a publisher. And whenever you write a song, you just just really just the title so this is not anything involving copyright this is just getting it into their database and what's going to happen is um whenever your music gets played be it streaming services radio television etc uh hopefully if all goes well they'll put the two and two together where they'll say like this is song x by the national pool and then ASCAP or BMI will see that and then pay you. So that's kind of how that thing goes. So if you want to get paid, get yourself a performing rights organization. And I believe you can only be with one. Um, and from my understanding, it is quite a hassle to change. Uh, so just kind of do a little bit of research. They're, they're more or less the same, I think. CSAC might be more live performance driven. So if you're in like a touring band or you perform live more often than your songs might get played on the radio, then CSAC might be for you. I, I've heard that BMI is more focused on uh, television, film, that kind of stuff. Um, and I think ASCAP tries to, or at least ages ago, they tried to put a heavy focus on benefiting songwriters um, so I, I think depending on your location, you know, perhaps Nashville, they do like writer summits, things like that. I don't think I've ever been to one. I don't know. Um, 
but that's how that goes, and it's and it's not too much of a hassle. I it's it's been some time since I've registered new songs with with ASCAP, but uh, you know if I have a song that I'm going to to push seriously, then you know it's like so, something that I feel is like a, a single that's worthy of trying to get some radio airplay. Then yeah, like that's the first place I'm going is to register it. So um, yeah. I'll talk to y'all soon, and thank you so much for listening.